Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Izadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside to the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe here in Nevada. Michael Lombardi out in the great state of New Jersey. Michael, how are we doing here on this Saturday morning? We're, we're doing great, Femi. You know, yesterday I think was Bastille Day. And, and oh, for me, Bastille France. Day is always uh, the, the day where the – George Young, the Hall of Fame general manager, used to trigger Bastille Day as the day he would start negotiating rookie contracts. Because back in the day, <laughs> rookie contracts were almost impossible to do. There wasn't a, a, a cap. There wasn't a structure. There wasn't, uh, you know, a, any way. They were all, it was all subjective. It was hard. And we had a lot of rookie holdouts even later rounds. So he wouldn't start until Bastille Day, which was means – that we're getting close to camp, which is a good thing, right? We're getting close to having training camp. We're getting close to uh, football season, which is delightful. No, it is absolutely delightful. I can tell you one thing that's not delightful, Michael, but it also is a sign that football season is coming is the heat here in Las Vegas. You would enjoy it, man. <laughs> you would love it. And we're in the inferno right now. We're getting 115 today. I think 116 tomorrow. Is it always like that, though? I mean, is this like 10 degrees warmer than it typically is? Or is it because everybody says it's hot, but it's always hot in the summer, right? So our Vegas record, which I learned this morning, is 117. And we're going to be we're going to be pretty close to that tomorrow. So, uh, wow. The, the, the ice water will be going. The, uh, how the, cold is the studio this morning? I can only imagine. I just looked over. Uh, we're working our way down to 64. Right now we're at 65. Yeah. So we, we yeah, got to make sure, sure. That I we... saw I saw you towing yourself off like <laughs> Ali in the corner with Angelo Dundee. <laughs> like, like Patrick Ewing at the free throw line. Over here. Yeah, exactly. I saw you. I saw you. you know, nothing not, gets I thought to you. myself, thank God I'm not there. Thank God I'm not there. You miss it. Don't lie. <laughs> no, I don't miss being free. I mean, you know, the summer's the worst. I, I mean, I put a jacket on in here because I'm cold, you know? Yeah. Well, maybe you got to crank that temperature up. <laughs> yeah. No. Although I guess people are not here to hear us talk about the temperature. They're here to 
have us talk about football and betting and all the fun stuff that's coming up here once the fall gets underway with the NFL season. We do have a fun show on deck for you guys over these next two hours. 30 minutes from now, Pat Leonard, Giants reporter for the New York Daily News, will join us as we are 48 hours away from the franchise tag deadline for those guys to sign long-term extensions. Will Saquon Barkley get something done? We'll ask Pat in less than 30 minutes. Then... At 11.15 Eastern, 8.15 Pacific, Vinny Bonsignor, Raiders reporter at the Las Vegas Review Journal, will ask the same question about Josh Jacobs. Jacobs reportedly will skip training camp or is threatening to skip if he does not get that long-term extension done by Monday. Then at 8.30 Pacific, 11.30 Eastern, our buddy Thomas Gable, racing sportsbook director over at the Borgata, will join us to talk about what's going on behind the window and also some AFC West win totals as well. But, Michael, let's talk about these running backs because it's been the offseason of running back value, running back contracts. Mm -hmm. That's what everybody wants to talk about. And late last night and early this morning, we saw the reports that Cincinnati Bengals running back Joe Mixon has restructured his contract to stay with the Bengals. Now, Mixon, according to reports, is taking a pay cut. And it's not a super small pay cut either. This from Ian Rappaport just moments ago, the NFL Network insider, that Mixon is taking a $4.39 million pay cut this year and a $4.67 million pay cut next year. He has a base salary of $5.51 million this season and can earn as much as $2 million in incentives, though. But Mixon was originally ex expected to have a $9.4 million number there that was non-guaranteed. So Mixon taking a little less money to stay with the contending team out there in the AFC North. And, you know, it's probably a smart move because when you evaluate Mixon's season last year, whether it was injury-related or whether it was perhaps him just having wear and tear on his body, he wasn't the same runner. He wasn't the same running back. He averaged 3.9 a carry. You know, he only had 800. He averaged the least amount of yards per game in his career since his rookie season at 58.1. So, you know, this wasn't a really uh, hard decision, I don't think, for him. He's lower than what Miles Sanders got at Carolina. He's lower mm. than what David Montgomery got to go to Detroit. But he has the ability to get above that with some of these incentives. So I think it's a smart deal. Plus, without Sammy Perrine on the team, who will be the nickel back? It should be Mixon because one thing Mixon can do is he can catch the ball. He had 60 catches last year, you know, and he averaged 7.4 yards per catch. So if he gets more involved in the passing game, he can get those incentives. So I think this is a win-win for Cincinnati because if he left – you know, is Trayvon Williams going to be the back? I don't know about that. I, I think, to me, this was a win for both parties. Yeah, and it almost it kind of further confirms where we've been headed this offseason with these running back contracts. You mentioned Miles Sanders, David Montgomery, those guys around that $6 million range there. Obviously, Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs want more than that. They've been placed with the franchise tag, which is a $10 million value, which is significantly more than the six that we're seeing these guys sign for. But Dalvin Cook is out there. Ezekiel Elliott's out there. Kareem Hunt is out there. This kind of further confirms, and I think it's Mixon and his agent assessing the market and saying, hey, yeah. we're better off taking this pay cut versus going out and testing the waters, which appear to be a little bit shallower than the running backs hoped for. Yeah, you know, you don't have to be Warren Buffett to understand supply and demand, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot of backs out there, and when there's high supply, the demand for pricing comes down. It's real simple. Now, look, Josh Jacobs is a sensational player, and he can get involved in a passing game even more so than what he did last year. And I'm sure the Raiders wish they would have picked up the fifth-year option. It would have been cheaper. But they didn't because they weren't sure. 
Same thing with Saquon Barkley. I mean, Barkley, the, the Giants want to sign Barkley. They just don't want to overpay Barkley. And we'll talk to Pat Leonard later in the show about that. My sense of it would be that they will would get a deal done unless Barkley digs his heels in. And Barkley needs to be understand that, look, his impact in the passing game has to increase to justify this money. So supply is high. If Mixon left, he would have gone into the supply pool. And could Kareem Hunt come in? Could Dalvin Cook come in? Now, Cook doesn't want to play for $5 million, mm-hmm. But I'm sure he can get some other players to play for $5 million. What did you make of the Josh Jacobs deal out here in Las Vegas? And this was reported locally here. Paloma Villacana at Fox 5 News here in Las Vegas had a one-on-one with Josh Jacobs at his football camp that he has here every single year. And Jacobs reportedly will not report to training camp unless they get a deal done on Monday. We're 48 hours away from that deadline for those franchise tag guys to sign long-term extensions. Do you think that Jacobs is going to dig his heels in and maybe be an absentee and not show up for Raiders camp? Well, I mean, did you expect him to say, look, it doesn't matter if I get signed, I'll be there or not. I mean, come on. Like, how is that a news story? I mean, what do we expect him to say? Oh, look, I'm just happy. I'm going to show up. So, you know, they, they don't have to sign me. I can't wait to come in. Take the vet minimum. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, come on. He's got to say that. I mean, and look. You know, he's got to have 17 game checks making $10.1 million. So this whole notion that Saquon Barkley's threatening to miss week one. Really? Are you going to miss week one? I don't think so. I don't think so. You're not mm-hmm. missing week one because you're missing one-seventeenth of a check. Now, do I think you'll miss training camp? Absolutely. And you know what? I don't mind you missing training camp because I'd rather have you healthy for week one if you come in on time then have you have to deal with managing you. Remember last year, Josh Jacobs played in the Hall of Fame game. Mm-hmm. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, he was so uncertain part of where they were going. They didn't know. I mean, all these Raider draft picks have been blown before the, the, the McDaniels and Ziegler era got to Las Vegas. They weren't sure. And so because of that, he played and he played and he responded and he endeared himself to the coaching staff. I think he deserves to get paid. Now, where are he going to get paid? I don't know. But in terms of missing camp, I think there's no question. Why would you sign the tender and go through camp when you could sign the tender two weeks before the season starts and only have to deal with practice? You know, that does concern me. If I was a fan of the Giants or if I was a fan of the Raiders, because I feel like oftentimes when we see these guys skip training camp and then show up about a couple weeks before the season – Sometimes you're susceptible to injuries because you haven't really been going through like the rigors of of the training camp. That's a little concerning, I would think. Well, I mean, Debo Samuel put it really well. He felt like he had a bad year last year, the wide receiver for the 49ers. He felt like he had a bad year last year because he let the contract affect his offseason training. Hmm. And I think that is. I mean, Nick Bosa is threatening to say, look, I'm going to have a hold in, right? Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to miss. Nobody wants to get fined and nobody wants to miss checks. Barkley will do this. Barkley will threaten to miss week one. He'll show up Tuesday or Wednesday before the opening game, knowing that it's going to be almost impossible for him to get on the field in week one, and then he'll get his game check. I mean, that's the play. That's the smart play. You know, I affect the team, but I come in for the team. We'll see. Yeah, I guess you're more so scaring the team because once Monday's deadline is passed, all you can sign for is the, the tender. Like, you can't get the long-term extension. So, it's like, all right, I guess at that point, you might as well just show up uh, oh, 10 days before the season starts or maybe five days before the season starts and well, collect your money. that's the hard one, right? 
That's the hard one. You get right to that edge, right? What One thing we do know about contracts are they only get done with a deadline. Mm-hmm. They only get done with a deadline. So you've got to sit there, and if you're Saquon Barkley and you have this offer in front of you, you say, okay, if I turn this deal down, okay, I'm going to make $10 million this year, and then what am I going to get next year? And I add that up. What's the market out there for me? Like, as for all the complaining around to the media and the national narrative, what is the market going to be? You think Saquon's getting $15 million in the open market? I don't think so. No. You know? So here's the deal. Here's the guarantee. You turn this down. You turn this down. Now you've got to make sure you've got something else. It's like the NBA. When those players opt out of their deal, they know they have something else. When they opt in, they know they don't. Yeah. Yeah, like your boy James Harden, they're opting in for that thirty-plus million dollars. There was no market for him. There was no market at that number for him, so he opted back in. He's not stupid. Yeah. Same thing. Well, he's not going to turn down the money. Now he's going to say he's unhappy, just like Barkley and everybody else is going to be unhappy. Well, we'll see if they can get become happy by the time we get the deadline on Monday. On the other side, Michael, and I wanted you to kind of think about this over the break. Who's more valuable to their offense, Barkley to the Giants or Jacobs to the Raiders? We'll discuss that and more on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, There's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's always football season here at VSIN, which is why we've already released our NFL betting guide. Our NFL betting guide will help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in-depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today for as low as $19 and get your digital copy of the VEASAN NFL Betting Guide or take advantage of our summer kickoff special and get access to everything we do through the Super Bowl for only $175. That is an absolute steal. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. 
Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi. Uh, both of us wrote for our VEASAN NFL betting guide. So check that out at VEASAN.com. Subscribe. Michael wrote about coaching. Also has his predictions in there for the season, as do I. And I did some NFL award stuff, which we'll get into a little bit later on in this program. But joining us in about 15 minutes, Pat Leonard of the New York Daily News, Giants beat reporter for them, will join us to talk Saquon Barkley and other things as it pertains to Big Blue. But right now, Michael, I wanted to continue the conversation that we had about these running backs, Mm -hmm. particularly Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs. And I asked you as we were headed to break, which guy is more valuable to their offense? Your answer is what? You know, I think it's Josh Jacobs. And because, look, the back makes the three receivers set. The back makes the spread. And when the back has that unique ability to to catch and impact the passing game, but also run with power. I mean, this guy This guy was really incredible last year. Coming off a bad season when they didn't pick up his fifth year, he had 879 yards, right, in 14 games. He averaged four yards a carry. Last year he carried the ball 340 times. He averaged, he averaged almost five yards a carry. And then he added another 53 receptions at 7.5. I mean, he was a workhorse. He truly was. He had 2,000 yards from scrimmage last year. Mm. So – Barkley's lack of impact in the passing game, even though Barkley's a really good player, I think Jacobs is the better player. And in the Raider offense, he'll have a bigger impact to go along with Devontae Adams, Jacoby Myers, and Hunter Renfro. So I, I think I think he will because he gives them that power run game that they need to take the pressure off the quarterback. That's interesting because I feel like on the surface, and I probably think this way as well, is that I would assume that it's Barkley because – the Giants don't have a wide receiver or a pass catcher that's in the same neighborhood as Devontae Adams. But it's curious to hear you say that, hey, Jacobs, because of what he's able to do in that passing game, in addition to leading the league in rushing, he is actually the guy that'd be the more valuable player to their offense. So if you're Dave Ziegler, the general manager of the Las Vegas Raiders, are you feeling the pressure uh, coming up on Monday, the deadline? Like, do you have more urgency to get that deal done versus if you were Joe Shane, the GM of the New York Giants, to try to sign Barkley? Yeah, I mean, I think to me the th- the problem I have with Barkley is the fact that, you know, he's not an impact in the passing game. He averaged under six yards a catch last year, you know. So he had 57 catches for 338 yards. I mean, that's just – you're not getting enough out of him in the passing game. If, if I'm Dave Ziegler, I'm going to sign – I'm going to sign Josh Jacobs. Now, what concerns me is, you know, when you have 340 carries one year, what is your body like the next year? Mm-hmm. How does it come back? Derrick Henry has disproven all that wear and tear. You know, Jacobs has a little Emmett Smith in him where I think he can continue to do that, where he gets a lot of carries but comes back. I think if you could do a three-year contract with Josh Jacobs at the right number, I, I would overpay Josh a little bit because I think he's going to impact our team tremendously. And I don't think there's going to be anyone that could. Barkley is a really good player, but he doesn't do enough for me in the passing game, and he falls into that Zeke Elliott category where mm. unless we're getting him the ball and making plays in space, he's really just a runner. Now, I know he's a good runner, and I know he averaged four yards a carry, but he averaged 82 yards a game. And the other thing about, about Barkley that worries me is his durability. I mean, it worries you. He missed a game last year. He missed th- three games the year before. He missed a whole season in 20. You're worried about that. And the more volume he gets, you worry about that as well. Yeah. No, that, I think that's a, definitely a fair point to be made there. Barkley's hoping to become the second player in New York to get a big contract this week. The first was New York Jets defensive tackle Quinnen Williams. Quinnen Williams 
cashed in four years, $96 million, $66 million guaranteed there. Uh, we, we figured that he was going to get signed at some point. Quinn Williams was not present for Jets minicamp. Now it's no longer going to be an issue for training camp. Williams signed, sealed, and delivered. First Jets first-round pick to sign a second contract since Muhammad Wilkerson did it earlier this decade. So your reaction to Quinton Williams inking the long-term extension, and which defensive tackle do you see getting a big contract next? Well, I think Chris Jones is going to, you know, this impacts Chris Jones, right? Mm -hmm. Because Quinton Williams, you know, with his 28 quarterback hits last year, you know, his ability Mm -hmm. to put pressure from the inside, he had 12 sacks, right? That's what you're paying a defensive tackle to do. He can dominate the line of scrimmage. He could create negative plays, 12 sacks, right? So he's got 12 tackles for losses. There's 24 plays that he's made during the season that are real impactful. So he, they was, you had no doubt that he was going to get signed to an extension. They had to do that. And I think Chris Jones would be the next guy because Chris Jones is up for that deal and he wants a new contract and he's deserving of one because he is their best player. Mm-hmm. You know, he is their, he is the, the, the defensive guy. He is their Patrick Mahomes to the defense. It's hard to handle. You know, when he gets going like he did when the Raiders were played him in Las Vegas, he's hard to handle. Yeah, Chris Jones, 15 and a half sacks from the interior. Like, that's otherworldly. <laughs> like, from an interior yeah. defensive lineman. That's pretty ridiculous well, what he was able to do. Th- these contracts are kind of staying in line, right? Jeffrey Simmons got $94 yeah. million, right? Payne got 90 Dexter Lawrence got 90 Hargrave got 84. So you're seeing these kind of kind of play along here. Chris Jones signed the contract. He's going to be he's 29 years old. So he's going to be more in line. Donald got 95 million. He averaged 31 million a year. Do I think that that's what Chris is going to get? No, but I think he's going to get as close to Quentin Williams as he can. Yeah. I I feel like for the Chiefs this is pretty easy to do other than maybe some of the language stuff and all that and like some of the actual guarantees, but the framework of the deal, it's all out there. Like you said, like everyone's getting right. four years, 90. Like this is not hard. You don't have to come up with some new equation or whatever to get this thing done there. Just maybe some of the dotting the I's and, and crossing the T's for, uh, for well, Chris the, Jones. Di- the, the difference is is the guys that got these contracts, Simmons, 26 years old. Yeah. Payne, 26 years old. You know, Lawrence, 26 years old. So now, you know, Jonathan Allen, 28 years old. So now you're going into, are you going to pay a 30-year-old? And how many years are you going to get? To me, this is more about how many years you're guaranteeing than it is actually average per year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, they could use the Hargrave model because Har- San Francisco didn't have any issues paying him. He's 30 years old. So maybe but that's he only kinda... got 84 million. Yeah. Why don't you talk to his agent about taking 84 million and see how that works <laughs> out? You think you're sweating now, Femi? You'll be sweating after that phone call. <laughs> Click. <laughs> so see you later. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> see you at camp, Brett. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Let's get to what's on Michael's mind here. We're going to get what's on the mind of our front office executive, Michael Lombardi here. Michael, what are you thinking about here as we're approaching training camp in about a week or so? Well, there's two things that I've been thinking about. First of all, there's one thing. You know, I was gone last week for a couple days. Uh, The hard knocks came through. Mm -hmm. And I think hard knocks is viewed in a negative connotation. But I also think it could be viewed in a positive way. And if I was Robert Sala, I I would use it as a positive. It would, to me, the audience, I've got to sell myself to the audience. I've got to demonstrate a sense of leadership, a sense of strategic thinking that maybe someone doesn't see. I don't want to copy Dan Campbell. I don't want to copy someone else. I need to show what I'm all about. And I think ultimately, as I sit here and get ready for the season, I think there's a huge gap in NFL coaching between 
strategy and planning. Mm. And partly the problem is I think what Salah can do on hard knocks is show that he has the ability to strategize, right? The difference between strategy and planning is strategy is what do we do to win? Planning is how we execute that ability to win, right? So mm-hmm. we, how do we practice? What do we do? The concept of how we're going to win has to come from somebody here. I think that's what's going to be the most revealing. And instead of fighting hard knocks, embrace it. You become the guy that gets in front of it. Salah becomes the lightning rod. Don't let the, the distract the players. You handle it. Yeah, no, and I think that's the part where I'm a little concerned because they have been fighting hard knocks. All the teams have been fighting hard knocks because that's why it took so right. long for this thing to actually come together. It's going to debut, I believe, August, the first week of August. August 8th is when the uh, the debut of hard knocks will be. But I just think it's like, hey, like this is going to be a thing. There's a lot of interest in your team. And if you're Robert Sala, hey, embrace it. You were the one that said we're of the six to eight teams that could win the yeah. Super Bowl. If you want to put that target on your back, well, it's going to be out there for a whole national audience to see. Yeah, and you should watch some of the other ones so you can see how you don't want to be portrayed. Because remember, perception's going to run this, right? If you're perceived, I mean, Dan Campbell, to me, it wasn't, for me, it wasn't impressive because I thought Dan Campbell was more of a, of a, of a, you know, a tough guy, you know, not a thinker, not a strategist, but, mm-hmm. a, you know, like a rally guy. And people loved him. He was authentic. Yeah. Great. And he car- and that carried him. That gave him some momentum. Yeah. Whereas if you don't if you don't understand how to project yourself, it can create negative mem- uh, momentum, like it did for Hugh Jackson, like it did for for Herm Edwards, yeah. or and you can't do what Billy O'Brien did, which is avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Dan Campbell just looks like a guy you want to have a beer with. That, that, that's that's, that's why right. we all love him. <laughs> that's why we all love or, him. Or 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 a Starbucks. <laughs> yeah, or a Starbucks for those who are underage. <laughs> Pat Leonard joins us next year on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. We all know about the speed of sound, but have you ever thought about the sounds of speeding? If you drive over the speed limit, there are lots of sounds that you might hear. You can hear the sound of your vehicle crashing, the sound of first responders desperately trying to save you. You can even hear the sound of people crying at a funeral. Because if you drive over the speed limit, you can do damage that's beyond repair. One way or another, speeding catches up with you. Paid for by NHTSA. This is the Lombardi Line. We're rolling along here on a Saturday morning. Femi Abebefe, Michael Lombardi, hanging out here. I'm at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. And joining us now, our first guest here on the program, the beat writer for the New York Giants at the New York Daily News, also hosts a podcast at the Believe Network called Talking Ball with Pat Leonard. And that's exactly what we're about to do here on the Lombardi Line. It is the one and only Pat Leonard joining us now here this morning. Pat, hope all is well. I'm sure it's been a busy, busy time. Saquon Barkley clock is ticking on the franchise tag guys to sign those long-term extensions. And I want to start with this. Just Obviously, they're going through the negotiation processes here, Pat. But what's the crux of the issue? Is it the money? Is it the years? Or is it maybe even both? Yeah, Femi, thanks for having me on. Love the show. Love the podcast. The, the issue here is that the deals that have been on the table from the Giants to Saquon Barkley did not include an acceptable amount of guaranteed money in Saquon's eyes. If he were to be franchise tagged two consecutive years, 23 and 24, he would make $22.2 million. That would all be in his pocket. And so the leaks or the reported offers that were made to him in the past 
did not reach that number. So he felt like it was disingenuous and making it look like he was turning down offers that weren't what they seemed to be. So that's been the hangup. And recently, of course, they've gotten back to the table. And frankly, I think deadline spurred action in the Daniel Jones situation. And I expect it to here as well. Uh, Pat, so, you know, everybody uses this logic as, you know, once you get franchised, the agent strategy then becomes, okay, three years in a row, the franchise number goes up 120%, 130%. We'll play that out. And here's the total deal for three years. Here's what we want. Well, mm-hmm. that that's not how you negotiate because what happens if Saquon gets injured this year? He's not guaranteed the $22 million just because they could franchise him the next year. So the that's logic – that they're using to make this $22 million guarantee is irrelevant because there's no guarantee we're going to franchise you the next year, right? That's, so like, yeah, why, yeah. Would we, why would we fall into that trap? That's the trap the agents want you to get into. They want you to fall into the, well, just pay us the franchise number over three years. No, we're not going to do that. That's, that would be like renting. We're buying the home. We're not renting. We're buying the home. When you buy a home, it's cheaper than rent. So that's what we're trying to do here. You're absolutely, that's absolutely fair from the team side. And that's why I don't blame the Giants and Joe Shane for driving the hard bargain that, or that, that that's how Saquon views it. But for trying to keep the price down, not only because to your point, he has an injury history. And that's why it was not just guaranteed money, but also are there per game roster bonuses in there that imply that the team is doubting whether or not he's going to stay healthy. But of course, obviously we're talking on the heels of Joe Mixon taking a pay cut. And this is a guy at the $12 million range that Saquon is trying to eclipse now taking a pay cut as his quarterback is about to get paid. Obviously we know Dalvin cooks on the street, Ezekiel Elliott's on the street. So in the context of yes, the agent can say what they want, but you're absolutely right from the team side, from the market side, and from the, from the standpoint of what are you really worth in the current market? And to us, I don't blame the giants necessarily for pushing back on that logic. Yeah, and the other part I would like to make too here, uh, Pat, is, and to me, at twelve million, you're not getting enough out of him in the passing game to go to that number. You know, you're not getting there, and so, to me, that's the hard part. When you average under six yards per pass attempt, you're not making explosive plays in the passing game. I mean, I don't think people realize this. He did not have a touchdown catch in the passing game last year. Like, he's right. only had eight in his entire career, and four of them came in his rookie season. So, like, no doubt. at some point, the, you know, the name, oh, it's Saquon Barkley. He's the first, second pick overall. Well, give me, give it to me, right? Like, I get that he's a really good player. He's got 29 rushing touchdowns. I get that. He's had two years, rookie year and last year, he's had double-digit touchdowns. But the reality here is you can't. So the market's going to dictate. And And my question to you is, the Giants want to pay him more than they want to pay any player. They love him. He was their second pick. They took a lot of heat for taking him and not taking the quarterback. They want to pay him. I just think they don't want to overpay him. I agree with that, and especially with, from the receiving angle, like Christian McCaffrey, who's at that $16 million range, he averages a full two catches and 20 yards per game than Barkley over the course of their entire careers, in addition to getting in the end zone often as a receiver, which as you said, Barkley did not do last season. You're absolutely right. If he were a better receiver, this would already be over. He would already be signed. So there are legitimate reasons why the Giants don't want to get into a certain range. 
My argument is more about if this were many other different teams, Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, Philadelphia Eagles, uh, you know, even Dallas Cowboys, Barkley would not be worth the numbers he's trying to get. To me, the reason why I stand behind him slightly in fighting for the money he wants is because to the Giants specifically, as they are built around him offensively, he is more valuable. Now, obviously, Joe Shane and Brian Dable are trying to evolve the offense, so that's not the case. They don't want to be built around the run game, even though the NFL did kind of come back to running the ball last season. But it's all tied seemingly to how does Daniel Jones validate that contract? They get Darren Waller, but can he stay healthy? Do they still not really have a number one receiver? I do agree with you, though, when you say you throw all that out. You look at the existence of a $13 million offer, even if it's way back in March. The existence of that offer from the Giants proves they do want him on the team for a multi-year deal. Because if they didn't and they really only wanted franchise tag or bust, they would not come close to a number like that. So I think what Saquon, when he said to us and to me and to some others at his camp in June that this is about respect, I think what he wanted was not only the numbers in the deal to reflect what he wants them to be, but also did not like how this kind of went public a little bit from his point of view from the Giants side. And so, Mike, it's you wish it was cut and dry and objective money and positional value, but this did get personal. So that's kind of why we're at where we are right now and why it's not just a shoe in that it happens. Isn't 13 million respectful? <laughs> I mean, it's respectful to me if it's a real 13 million. If it's yeah. if if let, let's just say hypothetically Saquon's right and someone from the Giants leaked to a reporter, we get we offered him 13 million dollars a year. He's getting 26 in the first two. You know, you don't think that's a fair offer. But if the if the real guaranteed money is under 20 million in that, is it really 13? And now Saquon views that as you're trying to make it look like I turned down a deal I didn't. But, uh, to, you know, from my pers personal perspective, you're going to ask me. Is 13 million more than enough to give Saquon Barkley? The answer is yes. And I've been saying this since I really since that camp in June when Saquon kind of uh, vented. If they got to real 13 million here, this gets done. Honestly, even in the high 12s, you're still making him the third highest player at the position in average annual value. And yes, he's not the receiver that he needs to be. He has to prove he can keep staying healthy. Uh, but I, I just I just doubt they're not going to get there because they have already been in that in that ballpark. Well, I think it's interesting based on the whole context of like the offense that you talked about here, Pat, is that like, if they were not able to get something done with Saquon Barkley, given yeah. the fact that Daniel Jones is their quarterback. And I know they made some improvements to the pass catchers with getting Darren Waller in the trade. But would they be able to get back to the playoffs if they did not have Barkley in 2023? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to get back to the playoffs with him. Uh, I think their schedule is super difficult. You know, you never know how it's going to shake out. I can't predict what team's going to be better or worse than last year. But all I know is they had one of the easier schedules in football last year, and now it projects as one of the more difficult. So it's going to be a challenge no matter what. They have holes in their defense still. This is still a rebuilding roster that had more success in year one when they were tearing it down than they really expected to. So that's part of the reason why I think the overriding context of this entire drama and standoff with Barkley and the Giants, you framed it properly, which is if you're John Mara and you're Joe Shane and you're Brian Dable and you're sitting there saying, what's the best thing for us 
and our team this year? What makes us the best version of ourselves? The answer is certainly not Barkley holding out of training camp. And even if he does come back and eventually play in the games, creating that distraction and not having your full team set and practicing together and leading up to what needs to be a step forward from last year. No, they don't get back to the playoffs without him. It's going to be tougher to do it with him. Mm. Well, the we, well, real quickly, we got about 20 seconds. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't miss a game check. There's no chance yeah. he's missing a he's game playing. check. No chance. I don't think so. I'll, I'll just say this. He is treating this in his mind like more than just about him. He's trying to, he views this almost as like a crusade for running backs in a, in a sense, like with Josh Jacobs going through the same thing. I'm not saying he would, you know, sacrifice his career just for that. <laughs> but I just know he's thinking about this as more than just about himself. Awesome stuff. Awesome. There he is, Pat Leonard, Thanks, New York Pat. Giants beat writer for New York Daily News. Also, check out his podcast, Talking Ball with Pat Leonard on the Believe Network. Pat, we'll talk soon. Thanks, Thanks guys. Pat. Take care. All right. We'll mull over Saquon Barkley's crusade on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Step up to the plate for BetMGM's new Swing for the Fences free-to-play game for the chance to win a prize every day this baseball season. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing in this free-to-play game. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM Sports account to get started. Swing for the fences with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus to wager. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Kansas, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, 
Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona, 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel, this offer is not available to Puerto Rico residents. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi line. We're rolling along. Awesome segment. Last segment there with Pat Leonard, New York Giants beat reporter there for the New York Daily News. Also the host of the Talking Ball with Pat Leonard podcast on Believe Network there talking Saquon Barkley. And it's a fun conversation that we could have. And as we're headed to break, Pat was bringing up the conversation about how Barkley, Michael, thinks of this as not just himself. He thinks of this as he's trying to fight for the entire running back position and is sort of on this crusade to up the value of these running backs. And I saw you shaking your head once again, like you were in the last segment there. When you hear that, what goes through your mind when you hear Barkley's trying to almost like be like, I'm sacrificing not just for me, but for the entire position? Well, the only way he's going to get the number to go up is to basically limit the amount of running backs that are available. It's supply and demand <laughs> the reason the cost is down. I mean, yeah. look, Hunter Renfro is going to make $15 million a year for the, for the Raiders. Right, he's due to his average salary when they redid his deal came to fifteen million. Josh Jacobs is worth more than fifteen million. He's a better player than Hunter Renfro. He impacts the game more than Hunter Renfro does. But for some reason, we are now in the league partly because of supply and demand that nobody wants to pay a running back because there's other running backs where maybe there's not another receiver. I mean, Keenan Allen makes twenty million per year, and Eckler's making six. Mm. Is that fair? Austin Eckler at where he is to Keenan Allen. You don't drive to the stadium saying, oh, my God, Keenan Allen's going to beat me today. How am I going to stop Keenan Allen? You're driving to the stadium worried about Austin Eckler in the passing game. What's his role in the passing game? How's he going to mess me up? What matchups is he going to get? And I think that's been the real issue. And that's one of the blocks for Barkley. At, at, I make average it under six yards a catch. Barkley early in his career couldn't pass protect, so they couldn't even get him on the field in mm -hmm. pass protection. So that became an issue. But I, I do think we, we have moved too far away and where we love these receivers. You know, we yep. got to have this. I mean, Christian Kirk at $16 million, Good player. I like Christian Kirk. But I'd rather have. But ATN impacts the game probably more than Christian Kirk does. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree. Like, there's a lot of these receivers because the whole notion about running backs is like running back by committee or running backs are super replaceable. There's a lot of receivers out there that are pretty replaceable. <laughs> like a lot of these guys, yeah, well. they, they ain't running away from anybody or a lot of them that you can just kind of plug and play. But because it's a passing game, we just associate that. You need guys who can catch the football. These running backs can catch the football. And you brought up Austin Eckler. And we want to play this cut here because Austin Eckler earlier this week on the Rich Eisen podcast was talking about the value and his frustration with the current running back market as it pertains to him compared to some of those receivers. Let's see what the real value add to a team is. You know, if I'm if I'm looking at some of the backup receivers out here that are still making more than me, and that's that's going to piss me off, right? I'm I'm a little bit I'm like, okay, wait a minute. So you're telling me these people or the or the number three receiver is going to make more than me, and I'm the starter. I get more carries. I touch the ball more. I have more of an impact. Um, it it causes us to question, right? We're going to fight for that. We're going to fight for, hey, I'm bringing more value to the team than this person. I think I should be compensated for that. It seems I, like I don't a fair disagree take. with them. Yeah. I mean, look on his team. Keenan Allen's making twenty million. He's making six. It's not fair. 
You know, he impacts the team way more than that. And when you go through some of these third receivers, the problem is there's just not a lot of third receivers out there. So the receiver market has gotten driven up. One of the things the receiver market has been able to do, and it's been effective, is is to convince people there's multiple number one receivers in the NFL. Mm-hmm. It's a lie, but it's yep. convinced people. You know, it's it's how Keenan Allen makes 20 a year. It's how Cortland Sutton. You know, why do you think Sean Payton was trying to trade Cortland Sutton? He's making fifteen million a year. He's not worth fifteen million a year. Sean knows that. Sean knows that. Amari Cooper, the reason the Cowboys got rid of him, they didn't want to pay him all that money. He wasn't worth it. You know, he wasn't worth it. It was it was not a good contract. He's a good player, but it wasn't a good contract. So I think that's part of the issue here. And these receivers have been able to gradually make way more money because the market isn't as as endearing to it. I mean, think about this now. You know, we know we know that Adam Thielen's at the end of his career. He's not the same player. He's going to make eight point three million. That's more than Miles Sanders got and David Montgomery got. It's crazy. <laughs> like it's, it's honestly that's crazy because like, like the Vikings. I mean, they they damn near packed Adam Thielen's bags for him. Like, you know, they couldn't wait to get I him mean, out of there. <laughs> I mean, look, you know, it's like Brandon Cooks is still going to make $10 million next year. Yeah. Right? He's going to make $10 million next year for the Cowboys. They they had to redo his contract, but he's going to make it. I mean, Beckham got $15 million as employed in a year. Corey Davis is sitting on the Jets team. He's the fourth, maybe fifth receiver. He's making $12.5 million. What are they going to do with him? That's insane. Well, they're going to cut him or they're going to get him to take a pay cut. Yeah, no, that, it seems insane to me. Just and, and when I think about it, and and I guess the pushback would be because I think we're in lockstep here. But the pushback from people who believe that it's fair is that the running back position is more susceptible to injury. But wide receivers get injured all the time. I mean, look at Keenan Allen. That guy. I mean, he's good for what twelve games a year at most. Like you know, I, I, I mean, he's like, a hamstring. He just gets a ham. Now he doesn't get the Zion Williamson hamstring. But he gets the hamstring, you know. Not many people catch that Zion Williamson hamstring yeah, that yeah. costs six months. But we found out that he loves basketball. He just doesn't love the work. Okay, that's good. That's definitely the kind of guy I want to build my franchise around. There's no question about that. So our producer, Elliot Bowman, just texted me here saying, players per year who make more money than Austin Eckler. Listen to this list. Russell Gage, Tim Patrick, Jacoby Myers, Corey Davis, yeah. Robert Woods, Cedric Wilson, Zay Jones, Allen Robinson, per, on a per year basis, will make more money than Austin Eckler. Yeah, I, I and I think a lot of that is because the, the like Tim Patrick's a good player, right? Yeah, not a great player, he's a good player. Good player. We have a hard time with the receiving core is understanding what is good. But here's what what gets really interesting is if you can't impact the passing game as a running back, I'm not going to stand behind you. Mm. you got to impact like Barkley. I, I would have a hard time. Play. I would have let Barkley go to free agency and let the market dictate to him. And if somebody wanted to pay him 13, 14, he would have come back to me because I would have probably knowing the giants. They would have had the best deal on the table. There's no way. There's no way that somebody was going to pay him to that level because it's the same problem. He doesn't impact the passing game. Now, Josh Jacobs might have got paid because he does impact the passing game. But I would rather pay Josh Jacobs than Hunter Renfro. If I'm sitting in, in Las Vegas today, I'm saying, why are we paying Renfro this and we're not paying Jacobs? Right? I would do that. I would think about that because he impacts the game more than Renfro. Now, Renfro's a good player, but this guy carried the ball 340 times last year. Now, to Pat's point, and, and I kind of was picking up what he was putting down when he said this, 
as it pertains to the Giants offense, exclusively to the Giants offense, don't you need Saquon Barkley? Because you have a quarterback in Daniel Jones who, if we saw the peak, okay, <laughs> meh. And you have pass catchers who, your best pass catcher is probably Darren Waller, who you just traded for from the Las Vegas who Raiders, play. who may, who not, may play. not play. And so it's like, yeah. you, you kind of need Barkley, though, in that offense to be able to function and to be able to make some plays. Well, you're the one who paid Daniel Jones. I didn't. <laughs> to me, you know, you paid him, right? Yeah. I said this. How much crap did we take from oh the podcast God. where all I said was, when you give Daniel Jones, you open yourself up for the disease of me. I didn't say they had it. I mean, I, my good friend Carl Banks was even mad at me. Yeah. Like, I didn't say that, right? I said they they opened themselves up for the disease. I don't know why people confused it. It was clearly on the tape. And what has happened, Femi? Mm-hmm. They have the disease. It's it is true. What did Saquon Barkley say? Well, you pay. I, I do more for the offense than he does. Yeah, he did. I, but he but then he backed off and said, "Well, I don't really want to hurt Daniel." But everybody <laughs> knows what he said, yeah. right? Yeah. He said, "We're not the Chiefs. We don't have Mahomes. We we have a different deal." So like, I'm the right. most. He pretty much said, "I'm the most valuable player that we have on offense." Of course he said that because yeah. they know there's only one style they can play to win a game, and that's his run the ball, slow the game down. That's what they have to do. Well, they've kind of backed themselves into this corner <laughs> by, by doing this. And Monday's the deadline. We'll find out at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific time, whether the Giants and Saquon Barkley get a deal done. We both think they're going to get a deal done, right? Like, like we think something's going to happen. Like deadlines make deals. Oh, they'll, I, they'll, I, they'll figure they something can't out. wait to pay them, Femi. They want to pay them. <laughs> Maybe it's at the 11th hour, but I think it'll get done. We'll see what happens here. We'll start hour number two on the other side. This is the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month no matter what kind of entertainment you love addicted to true crime catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on a e crime central crave adventure explore asian action movies on hayah searching for something extreme check out skating snowboarding and more on fuel tv plus the global home of action sports and find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's hit nation playlist there's new free shows and movies to love every week say free this week in your xfinity voice remote 